Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Edge God in Podcast, which is the voice of emotional intelligence in Christ. I'm Dr. Estella Shavu, and I'm happy to share another Edge God in Podcast with you. The podcast goal is to one, support edging God in to a world that is constantly edging him out, and to two, to create behavior change by becoming more emotionally intelligent in Christ by loving others as Jesus did. We aim to accomplish this through our podcasts, our books, our training, our certifications, and our one-on-one coaching. To learn more about the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project, go to emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. This podcast is titled, How Do We Apply EIC As We Live Out Our Mission? Now, much of this podcast refers to the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. It is the only book of the New Testament classified as prophetic writing. The book has been really a fascination of Christians and others for centuries due to its controversy and symbolic language. It's a beautiful piece of manuscript as it completes the narrative of Genesis, the Bible's first book, telling us what is to come as God fulfilled his promise for eternal life with him. As I continue to investigate emotional intelligence and applying it, I found chapter one in Revelation, an excellent example of modeling the behavior of Christ, which is what I'd like to share with you today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you with thanks and praise. Please, Lord, open our minds to understanding and accepting what you have for us. Thank you, Lord, for the countless blessings you give us daily, those we are aware of and those we are not. Thank you for understanding you will give us all that we need to embrace revelation, letting us know that the prophecy is good news and teaches us how we as individuals and churches should behave. Please continue to discern in us and keep us emotionally intelligent in everything we say, think, and do. Thank you for being our Father and for the love and protection you continually give us. Amen. So Revelations 1-3 starts off by saying, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of prophecy, and keep those things which are written thereof. For the time is at hand. Praise the Lord. I will start by saying praise the Lord for the blessing that's coming our way, you guys. Praise the Lord for the blessing of the book of Revelation. It lays out the foundation of the few takeaways for our lesson today. And God says we are blessed for reading it. So you are getting a blessing today, just listening to this word. And if you open it up and read through chapter one, you're going to get another blessing. (laughs) So we are teaching a lot about emotional intelligence in Christ as we practice it through our encounters, our behavior modification, and our course correction. I've hosted a few podcasts in the area which I will continue to do on how to apply the method. But I wanted to take a pause as God laid on my heart to discuss how to apply EIC as we live out our missions. And our missions sometimes are often filled with trials and tribulations and and adversaries and all these things that help hurt us and hold us back. 
But as I read the first chapter of Revelation, I found that and yet a, another example of how to do this and how working with the Holy Spirit and not in the flesh makes things all possible. So I have three points to talk about today as I leave you with, and I'll start with point one. And point one is that you will triumph over enemies when you practice emotional intelligence in Christ. In reading chapter one in the book of Revelation, it reveals that John, who is the author, was well-versed in scripture and Christian leadership. As you read it, you also find that he was well-known in the seven churches in, in Asia Minor. At that time, he was preaching and teaching when Roman authorities began enforcing imperial worship and Christians who, who held that Christ, not Caesar, was Lord, was facing a lot of hostility. So they were being prosecuted because they believed in Jesus and iron God, and, and they were being persecuted because of that. So as you can imagine, this wasn't an easy time. And I'm liking it to today, actually, because we are going through many changes in this world. Uh, choices that lead to compromise, question, or, or, and we lose our emotional intelligence in Christ because we're constantly tempted and tricked into wavering. This wavering could be as, as big, a, and, and these, this fight could be as big as guarding our curriculum in schools, or as minor as removing inappropriate graffiti off of a wall, which I saw yesterday going to church, which was totally inappropriate to be on a church wall. But if you're like most of us, you are pushed into this unwanted game of teeter-totter. And, and it's how do I react? How's my behavior? Um, I'm stressed. I'm not stressed. All the, all the tools the Satan does to disrupt us. But John writes to encourage us that the faithful need to resist the demands of imperial worship. He tells us don't fall into this trap of, of being feel like you have to be at worshiping the imperial. He informs his readers that the final showdown between God and Satan is intimate. Satan will increase his uh, pers persecution of believers, but we must stand fast even to death. We are sealed against spiritual harm and should be vindicated when Christ returns and then when the wicked are forever destroyed and when God's people enter an eternity of glory and blessedness. So that's what's going on now. You see, we, we need to know that we're, and, and how John acted on this was through emotional intelligence. He behaved as Christ would in his, when he got the visions, when he got the instruction, he acted it out like Christ. And that's what we need to do today. Because again, Satan's trying and the world is trying to bring us down, but we are triumphant. We are going to win. Point two, being emotionally intelligent in Christ, you should do that no matter what the outcome. So in Revelation 1.9, it tells us, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation, was on an island called Platymus for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So in the first book, you'll learn that John was exiled 
into this island, a Greek island off the Angelian Sea, during a time of persecuting under the Romans. So you see, John was what we called fired up for the Lord. He was, he was no matter what, he was ready for persecution. He was not afraid to tell anyone and everything about Christ. But due to that dedication and that profession, uh, prof profession, uh, profession, uh, professing his faith, he was exiled for standing up for what he believed in. He was faithful to his calling no matter what the outcome, and that outcome was bad, it was exile. Now, if you know what exile is, it's challenging, right? The consequences of it can leave us feeling isolated, can have you have lack of self-esteem, apathy, numbness, depression, and guilt. So can you imagine being taken away right now from your loved ones and put on an island? and not allowed to come home. Well, that's where John was. John experienced that. And although we don't know what was going on in his head at the time of exile, we do know that his emotional intelligence in Christ was fueled in his behavior for the vision of prophecy he was giving in the next coming days. I say this to remind us that we sometimes may be persecuted for our belief but we must stay steadfast in them, knowing that God has got us. The Apostle John also reminded us of this when he taught us Jesus' words in John 1, 1 John 1, 1 through 3. That which is that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon, have touched in our hands concerning the world of life. That life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard will also proclaim to you so that you may too have fellowship within us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So you see, John model the behavior of Christ through his mission. Even though he was hated among enemies, even though he was exiled, he modeled the behavior. We can look to his model of behavior to get through some of the EIC challenges we face as we are spreading God's word. And point three, emotional intelligence in Christ is God's love in action. So in the book of Revelation, it reveals that God's word and his love, it reveals God's word and his love for us. Again, John received a vision of God's love and that vision of saving the world. And he was instructed to write down that thing he had seen in the vision given to him God. He had a vision of what God looked like in Revelation 1, 14, 16, and here's what it says. His head and his hair were like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were of bronze glowing in the furnace, and his voice was like rushing water. In his hand, he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining out brilliance. In addition to getting a vision of what Christ looked like, 
or God looked like. He also had a vision in Revelation 1 through 1 3 where John describes his coming back and he and how he all aspects of the Savior's power and eternal mission, including the reassurance and trust that Lord the Lord labors among us and his fruitful servants. God gives us all missions and visions, but how we live them out is important. And that's what John did. As we, the emotional intelligent person, are examples of Christ, we have to live like he would want us to be. Visions and prophecy are powerful. So don't minimize those. Sometimes we want to run away from our mission. Sometimes we don't listen to that voice that God gives us. Sometimes we don't be still and listen to what he has to tell us. But we need to do that because those missions and those visions are important. The lessons for us to learn and the lessons for us to act out and the lessons for us to act out emotionally, intelligently in Christ. In Isaiah 7, 1, there was a well-known prophecy of the Messiah coming, and that was over 700 years before Jesus was born to Mary. Did anyone believe that? No. He didn't, no one believed that Jesus was our Savior. And it wasn't until Joseph had an angel that appeared to him in a dream that he re was remembered his calling on acting out his emotional intelligence in Christ and taking care of Mary. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And we shall call his name Emmanuel. Praise the Lord Jesus. The prophecy of God's love is present in our callings. And we are never alone because God is laboring with us. His vision is about love, which is precisely why we must find joy in books like the Revelation, that may seem challenging, that may seem scary, but the prophecy is, this is the only prophetic book in the Bible, and the prophecy can teach us a lot about leaning into Christ's behavior, about leaning into what's coming, how, how to act when things are coming, what to look for when things are coming. It's a great book. It's a book of reassurance and love, not fear. Matthew 11, 1 tells us, Finally, it came to pass. This con connects what happens before to what is now coming to being. Be joyful in knowing that we're looking for the second coming of Jesus. So in closing, I'd like you to look into the book of prophecy and the revelation and be inspired because it inspires us to accept and act out our prophecy as God and God would, as Christ would. John writes us, telling us of the events that will happen to God's people, telling us how we will ultimately triumph over evil. What a great message. As we uncover the missions and vision God's had for us, we must be sure to align it to his behavior. And that is where emotional in Christ comes in. Thank you for listening to this short Bible study. And again, go to emotionallyintelligentinchrist.com to find more about the project.